share with me and get to know me. Working within it so that you can trust You gotta them. be able to produce things. Yeah. And I'll tell you why that production is so important. But before we know that, how do you use those two pieces of equipment? And you- success is not necessarily financial, but success is when you feel fulfilled in what you're doing. And then to other women, they need to know their value, their worth. But, but I believe um, everything that you put your mind to and you achieve is success. Give us um, all the stuff. Okay, I'll answer all 16 of those questions right now. I started uh, in the music business at Sony while I was still... Welcome to the show. My name is Renee Hastings, and I'm your host of Renee Speaks. Y'all, I am so excited to share with you some super exciting news. As you know, it is the month of October, and I like to celebrate the month of October uh, because it's my birthday. And not only is it my birthday, but it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I definitely am super excited to share this month and our promotion uh, and encouragement of bringing about awareness for uh, breast cancer and making sure that early detection is a part of your routine uh, uh, always, not just for the month of October, but for always. And further to that, I also want to share some more exciting news that in part of our October celebrations, 
We will have some contests going on. So be sure to keep an eye out for a special code word that will be happening uh, in the middle of today's broadcast. And if you DM me what that special word is, then we'll be sure to get a prize to you. So it's super exciting times, super fun month that we have ahead of us. So I'm so glad that you're a part of it and that we are going to um, just have fun, have fun this month. And we're going to start having fun this month with the introduction of our uh, guests. And I will introduce her shortly after I talk to you about one more super fun, exciting thing that we're doing this month. So this coming Saturday, there's an event called the Inspire You Awards Ceremony and Gala. It's a fundraiser to help raise money for scholarships for teen moms who need childcare assistance and tuition assistance. And so I am a proud sponsor uh, of this event. As you know, um, teen moms have a special place in my heart and I do whatever I can to support such an amazingly worthy cause of these young ladies who are still wanting to go to school, get college degrees, uh, or be entrepreneurs. So excited to be a part of this. And I hope that you are able to support the organization as well and support this cause. It is a very worthy cause. So let me go ahead and introduce to you today's guest. I'm so excited, y'all. Today's guest is Janet Taylor. And Janet Taylor utilizes her natural organizational ability and she, because she's so organized, she founded her own company called Totally Organized LLC. She did this in 1994 with a track record of government contracting and serving notable clients such as Les Brown and Diana Williams. Her firm was recognized for three consecutive years as the top minority business by the Philadelphia Business Journal. In more recent years, Janet has expanded her expertise as a corporate trainer, leading webinars for Fortune 500 companies. Her prowess in the field earned her the title of clutter-free queen when she appeared on The Rachel Ray Show. As a sought-after speaker, Janet has shared her knowledge with audience at, at events such as IKEA and the Philadelphia Home Show. Janet is also the host and producer of the popular podcast, Got Clutter? Get Organized. She lends her expertise to the advisory board for the business division at Pierce College. Y'all, please put your hands together to warmly welcome Janet Well, hello, Renee, and happy birthday. I don't know when it is, but happy, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited. I love the month of October. You know, the leaves are changing. You know, it's my birthday month, and there's breast cancer awareness by the American Cancer Society. So many great things. So thank you for that birthday welcome, I, uh, or birthday uh, uh, appreciation. I, I appreciate it <laughs> very much. <laughs> So it's so great to have you on the show. I can't wait to get to learn to know you better. 
because we know that clutter, and if you could see my office right now, you'd be like, you need me, you need to hire me like right now. <laughs> but clutter and decluttering means so much and, and has so much impact in our personal life, how we think, how we operate even, how proficient or efficient we are. It has a bearing on all of those things because, you know, as you'll get into a little bit later, the quicker you can reach something, the easier it is to reach things, the more uh, calm you feel. I, I'm going to go so far as to say how calm you feel. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about it, how you got started on this journey and um, and what we can look forward to in today's uh, session. So I basically got started after a layoff. Um, another company came in, got the contract. I was trying to figure out what my next was. I saw an article about a woman who would go into businesses and teach them how to be more organized. And Renee, mm -hmm. that was one of the things people kept saying about me. So then I just started doing mm -hmm. research. I there was a national organization of organizers, got connected with the local chapter. And that's really how I just kind of got started. And the best thing it was is that I had not moved out yet. I was about to move out. But once I got the layoff papers, I, I went to my mom. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on in my life. She's like, okay, we'll figure this thing out together. You don't have to go anywhere. So that's exactly how I got started. Wow. Wow. Thank goodness for moms, right? Yes, yes, yes. Thank goodness for moms. <laughs> right. Well, and as you notice at the top of the show, we kind of ran um, some uh, images of people who were submitted uh, as are part of our Nominate Her campaign to recognize women who've had an, an, an impressional impact, an amazing impact uh, in the lives of others. And so those are some of the women that were nominated. And at the end of the show, we're going to pick a winner of uh, for, for this week for the uh, for the con for the contest, and they get entered into a, a to win a drawing for a prize. So uh, it's a really fun a time, a really fun game, and yes, definitely uh, hats off to all the moms um, for their support uh, because a lot of us wouldn't be where we are today without our moms' support, encouragement, letting us know, you know, believing in us, telling us you can do it, you know, go for it. It's so true. My mom was my biggest cheerleader. Yes, yes, yes. It's one of the one of the joys of, of being a mom is being uh, the, the the your child's cheerleader and 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 following them, doing whatever your kids are doing, being the the sports mom, whether it's the soccer mom or the football mom or the band mom. <laughs> you know, being all the moms. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. Love it. So thank you so much for sharing with us, you know, how your journey got started, how uh, impactful your mom was to this process. So when you think about women, though, or people, period, not just women, um, and the idea of clutter and decluttering, what would you say? I say it makes people think better. It helps people just feel more calm. How do you feel about that? How would you put that, the impact that clutter and declutter has on a person's life? Well, clutter makes you feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Clutter makes you feel like you really don't have things under control. And sometimes you feel like you're wasting time, you're wasting money. But when you do become mm -hmm. organized, you feel, like you said, calm, feel less stress, 
you feel more in control of your time, your life, you know, your space. So really getting organized really can help you just feel that peace that you want to feel, but also feel like you are in control of your life, your work, as well as your time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes people, unfortunately, might find themselves in situations where they get things and they hang on to things and they don't get rid of things and then they get more things and they don't get rid of things and they get more things and they don't get rid of things. And then before you know it, you're surrounded by things. Um, Unfortunately... Unfortunately, Renee, yes. And statistics says that 80%, 80% of the stuff we keep, we never reference again. And we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. I mean, you always grab the jacket, you always grab the purse, the same Mm -hmm. shoes, et cetera. I mean, yes, you have other things, but it's always those same things that are constantly in the rotation. And even with things, like you said, we buy things, we buy things, we buy things. But really what's important is when you do bring something new into your home, you let go of something. You buy a new Mm -hmm. dress. You look at maybe a dress that you haven't worn, doesn't fit, doesn't look good. You let it go and you give it a new home. Yes. Yes. And I think that is so key. How you wrap your mind around getting rid of things, I think is so key because, you know, and I I can only speak for myself, (laughs) but sometimes we say, oh, this is, this was given to me by my second grade teacher. And, you know, she was so amazing. And I really loved, you know, how she taught second grade. And so I'm going to hang on to this thing you know, because I just can't bring myself to get rid of it because it's for my second grade teacher. (laughs) You know what I mean? But when you wrap your head around it and say, give it a new home, Mm -hmm. that makes it just a little bit easier to let go. And it does because somebody I know recently moved into their first apartment. Renee, Mm -hmm. I was so happy because you know what? I went from the front door to the back door and I just started pulling things that I had, like, why do I need two sets of measuring spoons? I really only use one and I don't do all that cooking and I need two sets and they were brand new. And I just started going through my home. I gathered things, took a picture and I said, Hey, what you want, you can have it. If you don't want it, you don't, not going to hurt my feelings. They're like, look, we don't have anything. We're going to take everything. So uh, I was happy. And that's like, it, it, it brought me joy that I was able to help somebody, at least on their first start in their new home, because it was right. the first time they moved out. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just wrapping our head around, like you said, things about like that, giving it a new home. But yes, right. you know, and also they're saying the average home, and it depends on square footage, has over 300,000 items. That's every knife, fork, spoon, pencil, shoe, sock, barrette, toy all of those things. And sometimes people get so overwhelmed because they feel like, oh my goodness, I need more space. When a lot of times it's just maximizing the space that you have, but also getting rid of things that you don't need. Absolutely. I love, and and I love that you were able to bless somebody to furnish their apartment, their first brand new apartment with stuff out of your house. (laughs) They were shopping it at Janet Taylor, Ikea. (laughs) Uh That's right. And I, and I don't mind. I'm like, look, if you can use it, take it. Right. Right. Uh, That is so awesome. Well, bless you for that. Cause I remember my first apartment, I was 
17 when I got my first apartment. And I remember using a big, you know, those big wooden spools that they put wires on, you turn them sideways and that's your table. <laughs> and then the milk crates, you, you kind of stack up, you know, side by side and kind of alternate. So you have your own entertainment center <laughs> made out of milk crates. I mean, it's hard getting started on the first time. So, uh, and, and the, I would have, you know, really appreciated those measuring cups because, you know, even though I wasn't the, the big cook, you know, we certainly don't need to. And it's great that you were able to, to give away some that would bless somebody else. And I was just so surprised at how expensive things were. Like I never had to buy a broom and a mop before I moved oh, yeah. out of my, my yeah. mom's house. And yeah. I was like, I got to buy everything. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> so I, I just reminisce going back down memory lane, you know, thinking about, you know, what it's like getting started. And but when you're getting started, you have a fresh fresh uh, canvas to just kind of start and do with what you like. And so you get to decide mm -hmm. how much stuff am I going to put in this space? Sure, it might look empty right now, but, you know, that minimalist look is in, <laughs> right? So yeah. you could be on trend yes. you know, in your empty space. So it's all about how you wrap your mind around it, how you choose to see things. And it's so true because you could have a beautiful coffee table, but it can also um, double as storage. So therefore, mm -hmm. you can have all the things you want accessible, but it can still be organized. You're not taking up a lot more space. So a lot of times it's just kind of thinking a little bit differently about the things we bring into our home. You know, is it going to have more than one function because of the size of my space? Yes, some people have huge homes. But then a lot of people may live in a studio, small apartment. So it's kind of looking at or maybe just kind of looking at how you use things, because a lot of times you think something is made for maybe a specific room. But then, you know what? Use it somewhere else. You know, bookcases like the one behind me, you could actually put it on the side and put it in a dining room or a kitchen area and put some baskets Put it in a kid's room, put some baskets because then if you put it in a kid's room, it's on their level and then you yeah. can make a game out of cleaning up, like see who can do it the fastest. Right, right. Or play basketball with the toys. That's true. That is so true. That's a, who can yeah. make the most baskets? That's right. I love yeah. it. And, and Danica says that uh, she likes to go minimalist. Uh, she has uh, plenty of stuff. Uh, so thank you so much for contributing to the conversation, Danica. Um, yes. So it's how we look at how things are being used. And just because it's made for one purpose doesn't mean it can't have multiple purposes. You know, and that is so true. That's so true. Yeah. And also I'm and also I'm into repurposing things, too, because like you said earlier, sometimes you just don't want to get rid of things. And it's mm -hmm. and it's a sentimental. You know, I had these my mother had these beautiful glass trays. And of course, mm -hmm. when she plays. I inherit them, but Renee, I don't, I didn't entertain, I don't entertain like my mother. I don't use glass sandwich trays with the cute little mm -hmm. cups, but I kept mm -hmm. one and I kept the one, put it on my dresser and now it has my perfume bottles and I, mm -hmm. you know, I donated the other three. So it's nice. sometimes just incorporating things that we love that mm -hmm. we're not ready to get rid of into our home and into kind of our organizational decorative, you know, decor. Exactly. Exactly. And something that 
may have been, maybe it was a vase or something that, you know, was supposed to be used for a vase, but you're using it now for, you know, storage or for, you know, for, you know, towels or umbrellas or whatever it looks like. You can still have the thing. It just doesn't have to have its original intended use to now occupy your space, you know, to maximize your space. And thinking about maximizing space, I, I kind of brought to mind, I've watched these videos where they're small spaces, small living spaces, mm -hmm. but things fold up into each other to make other things. Like, and I actually had one of these. It was called, um, I worked for a furniture company um, called AIG Designs, and they sold this piece of furniture at Sears, I believe, and it was called a desk in a box. And basically, it was a box that, you know, stood up kind of like a, an armoire and you open the doors and out comes the desk that folded down that you could put your chair up under. And there were these shelves where you could put books or use for your monitor or your, you know, whatever. And then when you're done, you fold it back up and you close the doors. And now you have this arm, you know, this armoire looking cabinet and that it's not taking up all the space of the whole desk. And I just thought that was absolute genius. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then Murphy beds are, are, are huge now as well. Yes. Where, where you can just pull it out of the wall, sleep at night, put it back up. And some of them have bookcases and all wonderful things um, included with it. So, yeah, you're right. Maximize yes. the space with things that are, can be compartmentalized. Yes. And especially now, too, because apartments are becoming so expensive mm -hmm. that sometimes you need more than one person to help you know, cover the rent. <laughs> and so you need to figure out how you're going to combine these two lives in this one very small space and, you know, maximizing that, that space. So it helps to be very organized and to um, declutter that space. Just like you said, for peace of mind, just for, you know, peace of mind. So Janet, what common decluttering challenges do people face? I feel that some of the decluttering challenges, one is always, they feel like they don't have enough time. They feel mm -hmm. like, you know. Time to declutter. They don't have time enough time. To, to they do. don't have enough time to declutter that it's going to take all day. They don't, they mm -hmm. feel like there's a specific starting point. And I mm -hmm. tell them, you create, you make the project your project. Everybody's mm -hmm. going to start different. First of all, I tell them, even if you just took one item out of your house each week, that's 52 mm -hmm. hours. If you focus an hour, that's 52 hours on right. organizing. Right. But also, I tell them, first of all, I always suggest to people to purge before you purchase. So mm -hmm. just get rid of things first. Mm -hmm. Then once you get rid of things, then decide, okay, do I need those organizing systems, et cetera? Because a lot of times when you get rid of things, you already have everything sometimes. But I think a lot of times it's just the time to feel like, oh my goodness, I've got to do the closet in one Saturday. No, you don't. Maybe mm -hmm. take a Saturday and just kind of go through and see what needs to be taken out. Or you can just work on your clothes. And then another Saturday, you work on your shoes. Another Saturday, you work mm -hmm. on your handbags. You don't necessarily have to do everything at once. It's sort of like people, as it gets close to the end of the year, they say, oh, I'm going to get my entire house organized by the end of the year. But then I says, well, are you going to have Thanksgiving at your house? They were like, yeah. Are you going to cook? Yeah. And, and I said, are you going to entertain afterwards? Yes. And I said, what about holidays, Christmas or, you know, other holidays? Oh, yeah. 
everybody comes to my house and I got to cook and clean. And I got to, I says, okay, so now you've narrowed what you thought, how many 12 weeks you had, you probably narrowed it down to maybe four weeks worth of time. You actually have to do things. So I think in decluttering it's time decluttering. Sometimes people just don't know what to do with the stuff, but a lot of times it's just getting started. And I tell them sometimes just getting started is just to kind of pause first, plan out what needs to be done and then schedule. You know, mm-hmm. this coming Saturday, I'm going to work on the top shelf in the entry closet. Next yeah. Saturday, I'm going to figure out how to organize everybody's shoes by the front door. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And even if you don't have an hour, if you got 15 minutes, you can That's do the doing. exact same thing and, and just make them a dedicated 15 minutes of in that space. Just Because mm-hmm. my boss used to say to me when I worked in corporate America, he said, and, and I'm sure he didn't come up with this, but he said, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. And that is so, so true. Yeah. So no matter what you're dealing with in terms of clutter in, in your space, whether it's your office space or it's your home space, get just get started. That's what Janet's saying. I think that's what you're yes. saying. Just yes. get started started doing yes. something, even if it's just 15 minutes. And there is a, as um, I was newly married, trying, you know, figuring out, you know, blending our homes and things like that, trying to figure out how to handle all of the, the, the um, cluttering and cleaning and that sort of thing. And I found this one um, lady online. And one of the things that she suggested, um, she had a, a, a system and one of the things, uh, the first things of the day would be to put on shoes. So when you put on shoes, you actually set your mind up to believe that you're ready to go do some things. You're accomplishing some things. And the very last thing that you do at the end of the day is shine your kitchen sink. I just thought, wow, that's not hard. I can definitely do that. And mm-hmm. it's something about going to bed with a clean kitchen sink mm-hmm. that really kind of helps you sleep better. <laughs> and you wake mm-hmm. up feeling better walking into a clean kitchen, at least mm-hmm. with a shiny sink. And that is so true. And that's true. And a couple of things, Renee, is one of the things that I tell people too is sometimes if you just put things away, because mm-hmm. if you just take the few seconds it takes to hang the coat up, or put something back in a drawer or back on a shelf, that's one less thing that's cluttering your home as well as your space. But also when you want to get ready for the next day, statistics says that if you just spend 15 minutes, you don't even have to spend that much, 15 minutes of pre-planning will save an hour the next day. So that Mm. could be setting those shoes out that you're going to put on first thing in the morning, whatever you're going to wear. Maybe you're going to leave the home and you have different appointments, et cetera, organizing that information, making sure you know where your keys are, et cetera. That will save you some time as well. Absolutely. And Briella wants to know if we know Marie Kondo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, and what do you, how do you relate what you do to what Marie Kondo does? Well, she feels that everything in your house really should bring you joy. I agree with that, but then there are some things that we just we just need to have. You know, we need to sometimes have the plunger, this, that, and the other. So mm-hmm. it's really kind of figuring out 
a system that really is going to work for you in regards to making sure seasonally you get rid of things. When you bring things in the house, get rid of something. It's really creating your own way of just maintaining order in your home as well as your life. I mean, she does have some great strategies and some Mm -hmm. of them are wonderful, but also some people may not want to, you know, take the time and the energy to do all the wonderful things she does. You know, she Mm -hmm. exposed those socks so wonderfully, (laughs) but maybe not everybody. And it's okay if you don't want to do that. And it's all right. Mm -hmm. As long as your socks are where you can find them, you should be happy with that. If you can find those white socks or those red socks the first time you look, then I need, you need to give yourself a high five in the mirror. That's right. right. <laughs> give yourself a high five in the mirror. That's right. That's right. And so um, how do you deal with things uh, with sentimental value? We did talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. keeping a, some of it and maybe not keeping all of it. And how do you know if it's time to let go? And usually a lot of times with a sentimental thing, sometimes it may be somebody who passed away and you're holding on to those things. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people when you are ready to let go, let go. Don't let somebody tell you, oh, you need to let go of things. Because my mother, when she passed away, it was so easy to let go of her clothes because I wasn't going to wear them. And slowly but surely, I was able to get rid of things. You know, she had all these wonderful earrings, Renee, but unfortunately, they were clip-on earrings. And of course, you know, sometimes a clip-on, they don't feel comfortable. But then Mm -hmm. there was somebody I knew who loved clip-on earrings, loved my mother's earrings. I was able to give them away. I was Mm -hmm. also able to, as I shared, repurpose a lot of things. I still have her traveling trunk, which is like a a, a coffee table for me, but it's also storage for Christmas decorations. You know, um, I have a tin pan, which I don't even know cookies, something with, but the, but it still has that vibrant color that I love. And so I put all my pearls in it because I have like so many sets of pearls. So it's like incorporating them, but it's just slowly letting things go. For example, my mother kept all of my report cards. And when it came, and then as I slowly started really going through her stuff, I started asking myself, do I really need my report cards? Do yeah. I really? I don't need them. And if anybody wants to know what my grades were in the third grade, Renee, I, you know, I don't even know what I would say. So mm-hmm. it was easy for me to let them go. And just recently, I came across a drawing I made for my mother. And then on the back, I guess I was practicing how to write Janet Taylor. And I was like, why am I keeping this? So sometimes you will know it's like you're ready to release those things. So you because then also when you release, you're making room for something else to come into your life. Yes, that is so true. And just hearing you talk about that, it makes me smile. I don't know if you can see me smiling, but um, because I still have picture or report cards from my kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when they were in kindergarten and their little art work that they did when they were in camp and just different little things and so and they're in a box like right there. <laughs> and so, that's okay. That's okay because I have I have two godchildren and I have the card the the card where they first like wrote their name. I'm not getting rid of that. And it's okay. Right, right. I mean, and, and my kids are grown and gone. They have children of their own. And I'm just like, why am I? But whenever I think about, you know, throwing it away, like there's a piece of me that tugs at my heart. And I'm just like, I guess I'm not ready. And you're not ready. Yeah. If it tugs at your heart, you're not ready. Yeah. And that's okay. And 
and and and it's okay as long as you have space for it and you don't feel like it's clutter it's overwhelming it is okay right right because they have their assigned spot they have a spot that's right, that's <laughs> right. so that's all right you're you're doing great Renee. he is up to you thank you thank you <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Um, and one of the other things that you mentioned too is taking the time and effort to put things away to begin with so that things mm-hmm. don't get out of order. Mm-hmm. That I think is so key as well. And it reminds me of a system that I learned about in lean manufacturing called 5S. And basically it's a um, a way of only uh, touching things one time or having a motion, going things in motion one time, one way to be most effective and most efficient in how you're handling your movements to avoid wasted movement because wasted movement is wasted money. <laughs> so, um, and so that's kind of what, what it made me think about. If you just um, take the time to that one time, take your coat, you're taking it off, put it on a hanger, hang it up, done. That's right. That's right. And it's done. Right. It's done. It's done. Yeah, don't throw it on the chair because now you got to go over to the chair, pick it back up, put it on the hanger. And then so you've added like three extra steps that you didn't even have to have. And that is so true. That is so true. But I saw one of the questions pop up and I just wanted to, it was about receipts, bills, and you holding on to those. Oh, and, yes. Thank you. And, and I just wanted to mention that the IRS does have a record keeping um, booklet publication where it lets you know, according to their standards, how long you need to keep things. Mm-hmm. I always suggest to people that talk to the person that does your taxes, even talk to legal professionals and say, how long do I need to keep information? Because a lot of times we keep it longer than we need to. Right. And um, my rule is that, for example, those wonderful receipts we get from the ATM and other places, when you look at that receipt and it starts fading, is it time to let it go? <laughs> also, if you buy, you know, grocery receipts, all those other receipts, if you consume the items and you really don't have to use it as like an expense for anything, why are you holding on to it? So begin to just kind of ask yourself questions in regards to why am I holding on the receipts? Is it supposed to be a specific reason? You know, is it taxes or am I just holding on to it just to hold on to it? Because nine times out of 10, you probably could let it go. Yes, absolutely. Great question, Danica. Thank you so much. Um, uh, report card certificates, receipts, bills, etc. And bills, I think once the bills are paid and everything is so electronic now that you probably mm-hmm. don't have to hang on to bills either. Right. Yeah, that's true. And that is true because you can just download whatever you need. And then, right. I, you know, like I share my own personal story when I I paid off my student loan, but <laughs> I would. Yes, but I did not want to. For some reason, Renee, I could not let go of those papers saying that I paid it off. But what I did was I scanned it. I had a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. But I decided I just wanted to always know that I could access it. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I did that back in the 80s, you know, when I was mm-hmm. still like that. But I still wanted to know, like, hey, I could access that. So I do understand. So and that, you know, you can scan it. We've got scanners. So scan it. So at yes. least you will have access to it. Yes, absolutely. Great suggestions. Great suggestions. Um, uh, got some folks joining on the line. Uh, hello. 
uh, Natasha, I hope I'm saying your name right. <laughs> and Ariel says that she can't let go of paper bags, plastic bags, boxes, and uh, connections, connectors. Connectors, huh? And so, and that is interesting because, you know, you can always, well, of course, recycling is just about so. And also one of the things I shared this week as a tip is that I know people are going to take advantage of the prime days because I've already got my little list for Amazon already. <laughs> so I'm just putting it out there. Renee. But get rid of those boxes, you know, and I understand, you know, we get the new laptop. We're just not sure. We're holding on to the box. But after a year or two years, do you really need to hold on to those laptop boxes? So just right. begin to just and it's sort of like just having your own, even if like once a month you just go through your house and get rid of things, you know, like you're recycling things. If you, you know, once a year when, you know, that new tax season comes, you get rid of a tax season and paperwork you don't need. And of course, you know, seasonally, not only think about your clothes, but also think about your decor. Did you use that decor last season or the season before that? Do you really want it? Then there's so many groups, organizations that can really, you know, if you want to have to donate your decor, they will take it gladly. Right. Oh, and speaking of decor, there's even decor swap parties. Mm. Have a decor swap party because one lady's decor in her house, she may be sick and tired of it, but it's brand new to your house. <laughs> so, That's a good idea. Decor swap. Yes. The same similar to plant swaps and clothing swaps and all of that. Decor. Yes. Mm. I love that. Because I know in my community, what we do is we'll put a sign on it and just say free, take it. Yeah, and that's how people that's how people get rid of you know it's like look I don't want it anymore I'm giving it a new home yes yes exactly and uh Danica loves our scanning idea so uh that seems to be a, a home run a hit right there for those digital documents and how to get rid and purge of, of those sorts of things because we want peace we want calm we want just to feel like our life has uh, structure, <laughs> stability, That's all true. of that. And we can't have that if we've got clutter, 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 piles of piles of piles of stuff. That's Just true. <laughs> That's true. That's true because they're always trying to figure out, is there something important in there? Is there something yeah. I need in there? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. So um, we talked a little bit, uh, Janet, about how um, organization and decluttering can enhance productivity and reduce stress and, and boost mental clarity um, and all of that. And it's so critically important. Um, can you share a success story or an example from your career of where you've seen um, these organizational changes really make a difference in somebody's life or have an impact? Um, well, a couple of stories. Well, one, I recently had a conversation with a client. Um, she's more on the life organizing. And basically, I just come visit her once a month and she stays focused on paying her bills because at one point she was, you know, she was working full time, but then she moved back here and I think here is Pennsylvania to take care of her mother. And I understand sometimes once a parent has passed, it's sort of like you have to get your own life back in order again. Mm -hmm. So it was basically kind of structuring her to make sure she pays her bills. Money was never an object, but it was just kind of focusing and making sure she did it. And she said, Janet, she said, do you know, 
car is paid off, a credit card is paid off, another something is paid because we're getting ready to get paid off in a couple of months just because you help discipline me to stay focused because I basically, we got together and just created a spreadsheet. So that is one story. And then another story is a woman, she had a room that became the junk room, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but you know, she wanted a space where she could just create and she Mm -hmm. just loves creating. And by getting everything out of that room, she said, you know, I can go in there and I can just spend hours. She says, not only that, my husband now puts his things someplace else because before he would just dump them in the room. She says, but now it's like they respect the space. Yes. Oh, I love that. Respect the space. <laughs> I love it. That is so good. And uh, and when I, I got a visual in my head as you were talking, uh, you know, most people have junk drawers, but to have an entire junk room, I can just imagine the weight that's just lifted from uh, from off your shoulders, just ha- being able to open a door, see the floor, yes. maybe even see all the way through to the windows. Oh, yes. That was our yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe ha- discover curtains you've forgotten existed, yep. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, yes. all mm-hmm. of these amazing things. Because now that you have the actual action of walking on a floor that doesn't mm-hmm. have stuff on it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. feels you feel like royalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, because when because I was working on the space mm-hmm. while she was at work, and when she came home, she was like, "What's all that stuff?" I said, "All that stuff was in the room." I said, "You had five different categories of things that did not belong in that space." That's mm-hmm. how come. Then that's what happens to jump. You just keep piling stuff in there. Okay, we'll close the door. We'll close the door. We'll close the door. But, you know, it's a matter of just and that's the same thing with a junk drawer, because Mm -hmm. a junk drawer, once you give it a designation and a purpose, this is going to be for utensils. This is going to be for office supplies. This may be, you know, in the bathroom just for my makeup for, you know, et cetera. Once you give it a purpose and just keep those items in there, then all the junk drawer things will not kind of get into that space. Right. And, and I, I love that because even um, in, in those drawers, it could still be a junk drawer, but if you've got an organizer in there, yes, mm-hmm. it's no longer junky. Nope. <laughs> right. It is organized and you can easily and quickly open it, see things, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. it's a hammer, a marker, some posters, t- thumbtacks, pushpins, That's tape. True. Duct tape, whatever. I'm I'm going through my junk drawer. <laughs> whatever it is, you can open it and easily see exactly what is in there and quickly get to it. And I see my good friend Ross is on. Thank you for joining us, Ross. Uh, talking organization and decluttering orderly spaces and peaceful minds today. So thank you for joining us uh, as we are uh, discussing this very important topic, especially as business owners. Uh, and entrepreneurs, we don't have a whole lot of time. Time is not our, uh, it's such a a luxury. Time is an absolute luxury. And so we want to make sure that however we're spending our time, it's productive, that we're doing something of value in this time. And if we have to spend 15 minutes trying to find something, if you calculate that against how much you make an hour or how much your business makes an hour, you're wasting valuable money searching for stuff. 
don't have time for that. <laughs> so it's so so more effective and efficient when you do manage your, your time as well as get organized as a business professional. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And Lucille says that she had a hard time letting go of the receipts from the schools of her children when they were in elementary and high school. Uh, But now they're all married and and have their own families. Yeah, Lucille, I don't think you need those receipts anymore. (laughs) So if it doesn't tug at your heart, like, you know, the report cards, then it might be be a good time to let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then something you said, Renee, made me think of so, for example, a utensil organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, a utensil organizer, of course, is used in the kitchen, but it can mm-hmm. also be used in the bathroom to organize mm-hmm. things in a drawer. It can also be used in a craft room. It could also be used for small tools and items in a workroom, garage, mm-hmm. etc. So that one item, even though it was made for the kitchen, it can be used throughout your house. Yes, exactly. We purpose. Yeah. I love that. Yes. It, and my husband and I have this this ongoing uh, dialogue about different things and how things can have more than one use. So yeah, sure, it was made to go in the kitchen, but that doesn't mean it has to stay in the kitchen. No, it, <laughs> it can doesn't. go in the garage. It can go That's into right. the That's bathroom. Right. It can That's go right. Purpose. That's yes, right. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it, and especially like shoe boxes. Shoe boxes exactly. were made for shoes, yes, but you yeah. you know cover them up and they now become organizers too. And that is so true. And I've also seen people who take a brand new uh, shoebox, and those are sometimes because the refrigerator, the freezer may not have the, the compartments that they need, and they'll mm-hmm. put frozen bags of vegetables and fruits in there because you know once you open that bag, it just it doesn't cooperate sometimes. So therefore, you almost have like your own little drawer, and you can just put them in there, and they're all nice and neat and organized. In shoeboxes in the freezer? Uh huh. Yeah, it works. I've done it. It works. Get the little, yeah, the little plastic shoe boxes. Yeah, I've done it. It works. Look, I had to test stuff out. <laughs> now that's a new one for me. I have not I, heard that one. I saw it, yeah, because I saw it and I said, you know what? I'm gonna test it out. I bought a brand new shoe box, one of the little plastic clear ones, put it in the freezer. Yeah. Oh, it the worked. plastic clear ones. Okay. Yeah. I'm cardboard ones. Oh, no. Not like the for tennis ones. shoes. I have boys. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, there. Those. No, no. Those. Not those shoe boxes. Yeah. The little ones you get, you know, well, they probably a dollar 25 now. So. <laughs> right. I got it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Those. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. So yes, those boxes make amazing storage containers. And then especially if you label them, you know, yeah, it makes things, right. finding things so much easier. Yes. It's mm-hmm. part of my uh, lean manufacturing days. Um, one of the things that was super important was being organized and labeling things and putting them in order and um, having like reorder points for just in time, reordering that sort of thing so that you don't ever run out of things. And which gives people another level of a peace of mind, you know, when you uh, put, put sheets, like uh, I was in an office space. So if we had labels that we needed to reorder and always make sure we had enough of on stock, you know, when we got down to like the last hundred, I'd put like a colored sheet of paper, on the top of the last hundred. And then I'd know that it was time to reorder that particular label or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sorting all the markers and all the pens and all the different colors and blah, 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 the whole nine. 
made things so much easier. And, and helping that company organize all their office supplies, we didn't have to buy office supplies for two years. And, then, and it, yeah. saved that, it saved the company like seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, and I think and, and, it consolidated and mm -hmm. sorted and got everything organized mm -hmm. in those bins. And that's a good point, Renee. That's something that people specifically, if you have a home office, a small business, really organize those office supplies. See what you have, because sometimes, you know, you may need to print something and you think you don't have that cartridge. Then you have to get in the car and go and get it when you really may have two or three somewhere in the vicinity. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And that was the other thing we learned, too, is to only have one of each thing that you need on your desk. Like if you need one, if you need a pen, you don't need 10 pens all at once. You don't need but one red pen, one black pen, one blue pen, maybe a green pen, <laughs> maybe a purple pen. You don't need a, a dozen black pens on your desk at the same time. There's no need for that. That just that causes clutter. <laughs> it does. It really does. And I mean, I think sometimes people, they don't realize how much clutter is just on their desk. Because I, right. I would suggest if it's been a while, clear off your desk and only put what you need back. You'll be surprised how much real estate you have because you mm -hmm. think everything's, you don't have enough room on your desk, but maybe just get rid of a few things. Like right. Renee said, those pens. Yeah, <laughs> you can't use them all at once. <laughs> and especially the ones that don't work, the pens, oh. the markers. All, when, yeah. it, when you look and it doesn't work, just toss it. Yes, exactly. And even especially if you shook it a couple times and you keep on scribbling and you're like, oh, it's really out. Yes, it's really out. Let it go. <laughs> okay, Because you know you're not going to buy a refill cartridge. Just let That's it go. True. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, so so funny. So, but it's so easy. I mean, we may make fun of it, but this is these are real issues. These are real concerns that people are real things that people deal with that makes making slight changes, just a smidge of a change, can That's really true. make a huge impact, not only to their peace of mind, but to their mm -hmm. bottom line. And that's true. And that's true. And also, one thing I want to mention, Renee, is the front door. Now, a lot of people, when they come home, they take the shoes off. Mm -hmm. So if you take your shoes off at the front door and you really don't wear them any other place in the house, there's nothing wrong if you decide you want to get the system by the front door. They've got some wonderful, beautiful systems where you can organize your shoes by the front door so that when you come home, you're not tripping over all from the little to the big shoes and they're all over the place and they're nice and neat by the front door. And then when you go out, you can just grab a pair. When you come in, you put them right there and you will not always, you know, you don't have to worry about maybe wearing maybe two black shoes, but they're not shoes that actually match because they're two different mm -hmm. black shoes. <laughs> right. I love that idea. I absolutely love that. And as I'm thinking about our door, you know, we come in through the garage, but you okay. see different people come in through different, whether it's a mudroom or a garage or a front door, whatever. We get the point that, where you come in, if you take your shoes off coming into the house, have a place where it can be, they, you can kick them off into their cubby <laughs> and right. they stay nice and neat. And then you, you will avoid that clutter at the front door. You know, so super important. I love it. So Janet, how can we reach you? This is such great information and such a, a, a just brilliant uh, nuggets 
of wisdom that you're sharing with us that just uh, with small changes can have such a huge impact. If somebody wants to reach out to you after today's show, how do we reach you? They can just go directly to my website, Renee. It's www.janetmtaylor.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. www.janetmtaylor.com. I yes. love it. Yep. And we have one more comment. Um, Briella says it's hard to let go of some things because she might need them in the future. Um, but thank you for the, the tips and, and the ideas. So, Briella, you are not alone. <laughs> okay, you are in good company. <laughs> we can relate. We see you. <laughs> we can understand exactly what you're going through. Um, because I, too, um, love things and, and have a hard time sometimes of letting go of things. Um, but today's tips and tricks from Janet really are so valuable and so easy to implement, I think. Um, just taking the time, just finding that time to spend a few minutes decluttering here and there and be focused about it and be intentional about it. Um, and then that way you get things done. You just get things done and you have organization in your life. And the more organization that you have in your life, the the easier it is to either take on more things, which you know maybe you don't exactly have to do or want to do. But if you need to, you can because you don't have this cloud of clutter hanging over you. And that so. is true. And I always like people to know that organization, and this is a quote, organization is a journey. It's not a destination. So don't think just because you're 20, 30, or 40, you, you are organized because you're going to organize differently, whether you're single, married, children, empty nester, yeah. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50 or above. So all of those systems going to be different. So just remember that. That's a great point. I love that because our life circumstances are different. We don't have as much stuff when we're 20. So we don't, it's not maybe as big of a deal. So we have a, a the greatest opportunity, I think, to get it right <laughs> from in our 20s. Uh, if we get true. into the habit of just doing, you know, putting things where they belong, making sure everything has a place, you know, that's, that's right. I think, another important uh, aspect of this whole organization business is making sure everything has a place and everything is in its place. That's and right. if it doesn't have a place, maybe it doesn't belong. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that because, Renee, they say uh, a place for everything and everything in its place. So you said yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're 20, make that a habit. Make everything have a place. And if there's not a place for it, then, you know, consider it not being necessary, you know. And if it is necessary, make a place for it and make that its place. Keep it in its place. That's right. Um, when my children were small, um, I was a single mom. And I had I was working full time, you know, trying to take care of them and everything. And so I didn't have a whole lot of energy to clean up the house. And, and so I enlisted their support. That's right. <laughs> and so one of the ways I did that was I made sure that all their toys stayed in their room. Mm -hmm. They didn't even come into the living room. They didn't come into the kitchen. They didn't come into the dining room. They, their toys were for them to play with in their room. And that is how. I managed <laughs> one of the ways I managed as a single mom in terms of organization and clutter um, was by, you know, not taking the toys from them or anything, but making sure that they understood the place their toys played in our lives. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was a wonderful lesson. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I think it helped. <laughs> you have to ask them. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely worked for me. And I know that a lot of um, uh, our audience are single moms, could be single moms and, and you know, just kind of struggling with <clears throat> running a business and trying to raise a family. It's, it is no small feat, it is a humongous, Herculean task. So um, any way that we can, um, you know, make things easy, make it easy on yourself. That's <laughs> you right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, any closing remarks? I see we're almost about out of time. Any other final uh, nuggets that we want to share with our audience? Well, I just want to kind of repeat the one I said before is, you know, purge before you purchase. I know you see all the wonderful Instagram and all the beautiful pictures of how things should look organized, but just get rid of stuff first. Just start there and then slowly incorporate things into your budget, into your home and into your life. Yeah, I love that. I, that is such, such great advice. Purge before you purchase. Yes, yes, because yes. <laughs> awesome. So with our, we're going to close out our today's show with picking a winner of today's, uh, this week's Nominate Her uh, entry for these amazing women who've made an impact on the lives of people around them. So we've entered that we got a really great response to our campaign. And I just want to thank everybody who participated. It was so fun, so amazing reading all of these incredible stories about these amazing women. And these six women really stuck out in terms of their uh, the things that they've been through, the things they overcame, the lives they've impacted. And so we're going to spin the wheel to see who today's winner is. So, May, will you do us the honors of spinning the wheel to see who our winner is for today? Mary? Congratulations, Mary Coke, who is nominated by Ashley Sini. Uh, Mary has been through a lot. We thank you so much, Ashley, for nominating. And we will reach out uh, outside of the podcast the show to uh, make sure we get uh, Mary's prize to her. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your submission. Mary, congratulations on uh, being today's winner. And we hope you have an amazing October the rest of this month. Remember, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please uh, go get checked. Early detection is key. Um, and be sure to make a note of today's code if you are a part of today's live broadcast uh, to be entered into more drawings later in the month. Uh, for uh, more fun for the month and uh, for my birthday. So I celebrate you all uh, as our uh, guests and um, audience for today's show. So with that being said, Janet, you were made for something great. So go and be awesome. Thank you so much.